Uh, <laughs> Hi, this is the Whole Seeds Market Show, and I'm talking today to Tony Topping. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself, Tony? Well, Macy, I uh, I live in the uh, I live in the UK, uh, as, as you well know. Uh, and I, uh, if your listeners don't know who I am, I'm like a, a UFO guy. I'm into UFOs, um, and that all stems from getting involved um, in something that I do not understand actually, uh, and trying to find answers to it. That's basically the Occam's razor uh, crux of the matter when you break it down to its most single piece of logic. And as a result of that. Uh, it led me down a rabbit hole, a very deep one, uh, and I've seen things that would put some people in a straitjacket, actually, uh, in the process of nearly 40 years of dealing with the UFO phenomena and dealing with what it's all about and the paranormal phenomena that goes with it and the fact that you just ain't got a, ain't got a clue um, what's going on around you. And that really all began in early childhood age two, when I had my first paranormal experience. Uh, that was absolutely shocking. Uh, and that was age two when I had uh, something walk through a wall, uh, which was actually a deeply religious vision. Actually, it was a religious vision that I had. But at the time, at age two, you wouldn't know anything about that, Mark. You wouldn't know what the hell was going on around you. Um, and so really, the saga, has continued and continued and continued until the present day, which basically involves UFOs coming over my house, uh, unmarked helicopters, the Air Force, uh, more UFOs coming over the house, and then the component of consciousness that goes with that and communication across space-time within the framework of consciousness. And uh, you name it, Mark, I've probably been through it and seen it. I don't know it all, but I've probably seen it all. Does that help in some way? That's a very broad, yeah, 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 so very it helps me. Helps me uh, understand some questions now. You obviously know people have been abducted by UFOs. Yes, yes, uh, Travis Walton being one of them. Uh, I was talking to Travis Walton uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, he'd actually collapsed with exhaustion um, at one of his book signings. He was chatting to me and he, he said that he'll, he'll never get over what happened to him uh, because it has. Uh, what happens is, is that the mainstream society thinks we're all nuts and we're all wearing tinfoil hats. The fact of the matter is there's a very real psychological issue of contact experiences being abducted and not only being abducted, but being traumatised by their experiences. Um, and it also, back in the 1960s, people who were contact experiencers, like Billy Meyer, for example, I'm uh, just trying to think of another guy in the 60s, they came under the scrutiny of the FBI. The FBI were watching them. Uh, actually, the FBI had its own UFO agency separate to MJ-12, which is a... Uh, I'll get into that. Uh, but basically, the, the contact experiences in the 1960s were monitored uh, very closely. That monitoring uh, still goes on today with contact experiences. So in other words, what is unique about us is we can film an unusual flying object and we can tell you who is behind that and what the possible landscape is and map behind that UFO object. Some of them are planes, some of them are, uh, for example, weather balloons, some of them are UAVs, but a small percentage, about 5%, are not. And it's that 5% that I've been involved with and seen and witnessed um, only the other night in Southport last week where I'm living. Uh, UFOs came in over the Marine Lake, um, a grey triangle craft with pink lights on it came over the Marine 
running late and about 30 seconds disappeared that quick I couldn't get it on camera um, it can become obsessional there's a very big price to be paid for being involved in this subject uh, but this is the bit that the public don't see so you've got to be very responsible with, with how you go about telling your story and all that kind of thing because you're going to be in the firing line and you're going to get shot at you know what I'm saying yes I do understand completely when I tell people that I believe in UFOs they say think I'm completely mad but I keep saying to them, I keep saying, well, look at all the planets out there. We cannot be the one lucky planet that happened to have life as we know it. Oh, this, this is it, mate. For example, if you look at Project Hesdalen in Norway, uh, for, let's, let's take two cases what might interest you. The, the first one is the Belgium Triangle incident. Actually, over in Southport, where I live, there was the RAF Wood Vale incident, which involved triangle craft as well. So you've got these triangle craft coming in, um, and they're familiar, you know, they're familiar with the with the landscape of our landscape and our airspace. Um, what, what you've got, for example, for, let, let's do the Belgium UFO incident where you had the Belgian, the head of the Belgian Air Force having to investigate something that was flying over his airspace at tremendous speed and they were triangle craft and he had to scramble his F-16s to intercept them uh, and the F-16s could not get a radar lock on them. I think there was a possibility these things travelled all across Belgium, these triangles, at speeds of up to Mach 12 and what they would do is they, they not only travel at Mach 12, they could stop dead in the air. Um, and then move on at speed again. And as he said in public, this Belgian, head of the Belgium Air Force, he said in public that um, his Air Force were intercepting something that was not human. Uh, and he could, his Air Force could not keep up with it. Likewise, you've got Admiral Hill Norton, who did an investigation into UFOs. Admiral Norton, for your listeners, being Secretary General of NATO, Admiral of the Fleet, he believed that he was being shut out absolutely shut out from the secrecy behind the UFO phenomena and then you get into Dr. Stephen Greer who indicates that there are indeed special access projects involving this phenomena and even the presidents even the Joint Chiefs of Staff are not entitled to know and are locked out of what is going on. So you've got this kind of abuse of secrecy going on that borders on fascism, and then you've got the people like myself who are contact experiencers who also get targeted as well, which is quite disturbing what goes on there. So you've got these free ass free facets, um, and you know that are going on, and then of course you've got the kind of the media that tends to play it down, and then you've got Project Hesdalen. I was just going to come to that. Project Hesdalen is a very fine example. Of strange lights in Norway, where they'd gone to film these strange lights up there at Hesdalen, and uh, an astrophysicist went public, an Italian astrophysicist, he went public to indicate that, in his opinion, um, 5% of this plasma type UFO stuff he was dealing with was under intelligent control by something not of this earth all the rest was plasma atmospherics but he was zoning in on this 5% where they appeared to be under intelligent control they appeared to when they increased speed, the centre of them got cooler rather than hotter, and so on and so forth. Lots of factors involved. And of course, the, the MOD uh, then did a study into this called Project Condine, where they spent millions on studying plasma. Plasma aerial phenomenon in the UK air defence region. So you see, <laughs> the UFO phenomena is, is many and varied when, when you look at those kind of facets that go on. And each one that I've explained, could you could do a whole radio programme on each individual subject most definitely well I, I know there's one round where I am there's one that um, back in the 60s I think it's 67 
in um, towards Holsbury on the Holsbury uh, Oakland, um, one of the Holsbury Road, two Holsbury anyway. And that was two police officers who saw that. Yes. 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 There's a, yeah, indeed. And there's that there's that famous incident in there involving Alan Godfrey when he saw he saw a UFO in the in the middle of the road. And the the UFO incidents um, over the UK have been many, um, and the government are indeed um, keeping it quiet uh, because uh, there are concerns about what's going on. That includes cattle mutilations, possibly. Uh, you know, so there's a whole foray going on, on, on with with the UFO phenomena. Uh, for me, it began in maybe 91, when I had a UFO coming over the roof of the house. All lights are blazing, uh, spinning around, all that kind of thing, like something out of Close Encounters, and then it disappeared. And little would I know further down the line just how deep the rabbit hole went, because it started, it really started in about uh, 99. Uh, I started having UFO incidents in London, actually. Um, and the thing is with it is that the reasons why continually elude you, you can see the picture, but you can't see the reason why. You don't quite know why it's happening to you if you get the drift. Are you on a ley line? Am I on the what, sorry? A ley line. Uh, no, no, I'm not on a ley line. No, it's just I've got, um, that's a good good thing to say. That's a good, um, a good point to make. No, I'm not on any ley line. It's just that some of us seem to be having high levels of paranormal activity involving UFOs. It could be argued that we, um, there could be lots of arguments as to why we're not having it. And in fact, it's a product of imagination. But I think with me, when you start getting the image analysis that I have, and I'm very lucky to have it, you know, I've got images of the UFOs that are flying around. Uh, images and they're exclusively my images um, of them doing manoeuvres for example actual manoeuvres that our aircraft cannot do for example there's one of a situation over a local beauty spot uh, in my old town in Yorkshire of an aircraft flying along its approach I think it was onto Leeds Bradford and from left to right comes this UFO at speed and does a rotational 360 degree turn around this aircraft nearly causing what would be turned as an air miss uh, and then flew off at tremendous speed um, you know and, and constant themes of them turning up uh, and uh, you know all the time is it, quite it's quite amazing and of course Jason I'd recommend him as a guest Jason Gleaves of UFO only he does all my imagery analysis because some of them are indeed aircraft some of them are indeed marks on the camera lens some of them are satellites weather phenomena so we, we've got to get it right we don't just put any old thing up until we, we know for certain what we're looking at, you see. That's important, yeah. I mentioned the ley line thing because a lot of when I do research on, on our friend Google, um, there are a lot of the sightings of UFO, paranormal cryptids tend to be on ley lines. Yeah, well, there is a there is an argument for actually even even I suppose it, even better is that the word even better even more interest well not even more interesting interestingly enough because I think they're on an equal footing um, there is the research of Bruce Caffey uh, who was a captain in the uh, in the in well he was a, a civilian airline captain uh, he began his research on UFOs similar to airlines um, but discovered that these UFOs 
were flying on a grid. He worked out this grid over the whole of New Zealand and he believed it to be some sort of harmonic grid that they were travelling along. Uh, and he, he mapped the placement of the UFOs on this grid and it seemed to be pretty spot on. Um, it's interesting because in all the UFOs that I've seen flying over me, they seem to actually conform to an actual flight pattern of uh, left to right, right to left or straight across as if they're on a grid. It's as if they're flying on a grid. I, I, I have noticed this. Um, and there's also the ones that just appear out of thin air or appear as if they've ripped the space-time around them uh, and then appeared, you know, and, and that's fascinating to see as well. Um, so there's all kinds of scenarios that happen with the uh, with the UFO phenomena. So mainly what, what the research is suggesting is that some of these UFOs are, are using some type of harmonic grid, um, according to Bruce Cafe, and with his research he could actually predict with this harmonic grid system uh, when nuclear tests and nuclear bombs are going to be dropped because it would appear that the, there is a school of thinking that the nuclear technology uses the same harmonic grid system as well, um, which is very interesting. So I do recommend his work. That's Bruce Cathy. And I, I do recommend his work. I think he's got some software called Gridworks as well, which kind of like calculates all this stuff. Um, so that, that you might be right that there is something like ley line or like a harmonic grid involvement in the way these UFOs fly around Defo. As you were saying earlier about the media, I know for a fact that if you used to go on TV now, they would probably be ridiculing you a little bit more and ribbing you a little bit. You, you think if I go on TV I'd be ridiculed, is that correct? Yes, what you said? yes. Uh, actually, no, no, oh, no. I'm often on TV, I apologize. and I'm often on, often on radio, often on TV, and I'm, I'm actually quite lucky. I'm not ridiculed, but woe betide anyone who starts on me. I, I'm quite vicious and fiery. Anybody who comes my way telling me what my experiences are when they've not lived them are in trouble. Uh, but, but luckily for me, I've had a good run uh, with TV. Uh, TV, for example, the one show, not bad at all. That one, they did something. The one show did something on me in September, uh, and that was not bad at all. Uh, we're doing something with E4 in, uh, in September this year, uh, which is Tattoo Fixers, uh, where they've done a tattoo for me, um, and that'll be that'll be very interesting. That's broadcast uh, in the months ahead as well, uh, and I, I can't go into any other details other than that. But it's broadcast. No, because you're not uh, allowed to. Ahead. Yeah, no, no. Secret, the secret. Sorry, you're probably not allowed to. It's all the secret, secret of the television world. Yeah, yes, I'm under non-disclosure, mate, so I can't actually tell you anything yeah. about what happened or yeah. anything about... I understand, I understand. You know, yeah, I'm under non-disclosure, I can't actually say anything, but I'm sure when it's, uh, when it's broadcast, you know, there's always a chortle factor with it, there's always a ridicule factor with it, you've got to be a good sport with it, and you, and you can't really take yourself all that seriously. Oh, no, no, that's what I meant, I mean, I didn't mean in a like, nasty way, I just meant that you know to expect it, you know that people are going to go, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, um, not really, no. By the way, I'm not disagreeing with you for the sake of disagreement. What I'm saying is from observations, the, the public, uh, the British public in general, no, actually not. They're more switched on uh, on this than, than what the media give them credit for. The, the number of blokes in a pub, in your typical pub, I, was, I will prop up the bar in my town, for example, and... Um, the number of blokes that would come up to me and go, listen, I had this happen to me the other night, or listen, pal, this happened to my mate the other night, they tell me about it, 
and then they go away and get on with their lives. But unfortunately for me, this is 24 7, um, and it disrupts, there's a terrible price to it, and it disrupts your life. But those lads can tell me their story and get on with what they're doing. Uh, there was a chief executive of a company who I, uh, back in my old town, you know, he had a UFO incident, and he only told me about it. He dared tell anyone else for fear of ridicule, you see. So people, closet, in the closet, people are very much in the closet and very switched on. Um, I recommend a lady called Kaz Clark as well as a guest. Uh, she recently had a, last year I think it was, had a UFO incident up in Wales, which was major. I mean, bloody hell, this UFO came in, rumoured to have crashed, knocked down trees, military turn up she's been through quite an ordeal with it you know because this uh, UFO situation is quite a serious thing to be involved with and um, there's a hell of a price to pay for it uh, it's a price that you can't put into words it, it, it really can it's just something else because our paradigm is not geared up to understand this it's well, covered up I'm it's beginning to understand that because I've, 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 I've fallen into the world of paranormal I started off yes. in I fall, I started off in cryptozoology, and because yes. uh, because I've had a a, a near death experience myself, and I yes. and I do accept that that there is such a thing as ghosts and uh, there's something else out there. I've fallen right into it. I I know more about paranormal now than I ever knew. Yes. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I mean, for example, there's the afterlife, isn't there? There's the ghostly goings on, there's EVP. There's all, all of it connected to it, and all of it links to consciousness. All of it links to quantum physics. All of it links to higher dimensions, and so on, and so forth, and other universes, and parallel universes, and the UFO phenomenon just covers all that, and religion as well. The UFO phenomena uh, definitely covers that. Some people think that the UFO is related to demons. If you ask uh, some of the people in my local church, some of them will say UFOs are demons, full stop. Well, it's a, it's, an effort, it's a question of debate because some of them are not. For example, in the 1950s, the, the U.S. Uh, military, the U.S. Army, I think the, the, the FBI and another agency formed the Collins Elite. You know, people think of MJ-12, but people don't think of the Collins Elite, which is like a, a Christian version of the MJ-12. They investigated the UFO phenomenon with its link to... Uh, the demonic and they came up with some very fascinating uh, results on that one um, so you had an agency there that was looking into that, that, that side of things uh, and of course the paranormal as you rightly said that all links to that as well doesn't it yeah I was going to mention now I know it's a bit off kilter I do go off kilter so I do apologise um, I was thinking of, I saw the other day about Hitler and that he was meant to build a UFO type like view um, vehicle that the, the um, that was meant to be yes. the one that shot down in they shot down um, Roswell, I believe is the yeah. Conspiracy yes, theory. yeah, yeah. Yes, the, the, the Nazi UFO research uh, is quite in uh, was quite in depth. One of their top engineers, forgotten the guy's name, stated in public that their their technology had help from beings from other worlds, and he was quite public about that. Um, there is 
the full society and the other society. What is it now? The Viral Society, isn't it? So they have two secret societies in Germany that were operating around the UFO phenomena. It is rumoured that one of these uh, people, Marie Osric, I think it's pronounced, she could channel aliens. She actually believed that the length of her hair acted like an antenna system and she could communicate with them. Actually, it's to do with time, consciousness and space is how aliens actually communicate. Um, but, but she'd done these drawings of a UFO and it went to the German engineers who said, yes, indeed, this is uh, really something else. And they were very impressed with her abilities. And so kind of like what, what happened after World War Two is that if you listen on YouTube to some of the US Air Force veterans uh, who had to deal with the UFO phenomenon in that time, they would say that the, the low-tech war was won, but the high-tech war against Germany was lost, uh, and all that stuff, all the high-tech stuff went on Operation Paperclip. Um, if you read this, the listeners don't know Operation Paperclip, that's the Nazi scientific base going into America, uh, and so on and so forth, and all that technology becoming part of NASA and, and, and all the rocket science stuff. You know, so that that's really, and with Germany, you know, I've had a very, I had a very strange incident uh, a year ago regarding a man who phoned me claiming to be from German Defence Intelligence, questioning me uh, about my experiences with UFOs, especially questioning their artificial intelligence capability. Um, and it was a very odd phone call. I have to say, it was very odd because in my line of work, mate, you can get cranks, fantasists, people who think they work for agencies, and so on and so forth. Oh, very weird. Carry on. It can get it can get really strange because you've got people who think that they they work for the government or a government agent. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. I understand. I was going to say I, I I probably could guess some of the cranks you probably end up listening to, but obviously you have to yeah. listen to them because sometimes not all cranks. Sometimes they may be telling you the truth in in between the crankery bits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. But I mean, you 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 have got people who, who will turn up and claim that they work for the government, or will turn up and claim. I mean, what have I had? Let's have a look. Somebody who claimed to work for somebody who claimed to work for MI5. Uh, two people who claimed to work for some secret organisation within the Foreign Office uh, on the hunt for Saddam's missiles. Uh, somebody who claimed to work for the U.S. Air Force. Very good email that was. This email. Bloody hell! They sent this email. To me, it looked all legit. They were from the Air Force, uh, national security, blah blah blah. Turns out that the guy who sent this email, it was a hoax. And in fact, the guy in question was a colonel who'd been done for por child pornography charges. So we avoided that one. Um, strange phone calls, people claiming, as I say, to work for this for German intelligence was another one. Uh, the list is quite endless. And then we've got the funnier ones where the guy, guy who came up to me at a conference and claimed that MI5 had arrested a duck-looking alien in a chip shop in Birmingham and uh, honest to God mate and then proceeded to, 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 to give me this book about what the aliens had shown him and he proceeds to um, show me these images which were which were borderline obscene really and the organisers asked him to leave I mean I've had, I've had hecklers telling me what a good salesman I am I must have made thousands 
thousands from this yarn. Um, you hardly make any money from it, mate. I, you, you, honestly, there's very little money involved in it, really. Um, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I've had it all on that front. We've had one guy come from New York. He came from New York. He caught a plane to New York, Germany. Germany to London. London to York to meet me in a pub for an hour to discuss UFOs and then went back on his way again. And that really was very strange. He claimed it was something to do with the Israelis. Um, this... It's a bizarre world. It's a very bizarre, comical world, uh, and it's got this element to it that's very serious. Very, very serious indeed. The UFOs are real, the people behind them are indeed real, and we're not alone, and it's been covered up. And I mean really covered up. Um, to disturbing levels. To levels that are um, quite concerning for any government, really, I think. So there you go, you know. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, I quite believe you. I quite believe you. As I say, oh, yeah, I, I've had I've had the same when um when I because uh, I do cryptozoology. There's a thing called British Bigfoot. Yes, right, yeah. And then it got to stage. It got very, very heated. There's yeah. threats of yeah, violence yeah. and police and all sorts. Yes, that's that's British Bigfoot. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. It, that. Is, um, yeah, you see, that that's another thing. I was at a conference and this very charming lady came over to me, told me she was a retired civil servant, yeah, uh, and that she was in a government department. I had no reason not to believe her. She was in a government department, she was telling me, that dealt with the stuff you're coming out with, uh, the cryptos and all that, and she said it really, really was hair-raising. She said that she could not stand up there and speak about it in public uh, because she would get heat. Uh, but that's what she said. There was some stuff that went on that really concerned her uh, and her team. And then she went on a merry way, you know. Uh, so it is going on behind the scenes, isn't it? It, it really is. Yeah, as you say, that, that's a hidden world. That's why I like podcasting. Because on podcasting, I can ask more questions. When I do like my radio show, I've got to be careful. Because uh, it goes out in America... Americans are a little bit more sensitive to questioning than what we are over here. Well, I think so. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely right. The, the only thing I would say is, you know, I've been on radio shows where uh, presenters, uh, especially if it's male presenters, in some cases, in rare events, they can go wrong. Sometimes radio interviews can go wrong, um, especially if you've got, like, presenters who think that who are trying to be cleverer than the, than the guest and, and are strutting around on air like a cockerel with the other presenters uh, to try and catch you out. And that's when that's when my hackles start to raise because there's no point in doing that. Um, it, you know, really, at the end of the day, I'm telling a story that's not altered for the past how many years have I been dealing with it now? The story, my narrative, oh, it must be about 16 years, uh, if not more. Uh, and the, and the, the narrative has never changed about what happened to me. It's continually ongoing. Uh, the military air incidents alone, uh, unmarked helicopters, uh, the visions that I had, the air exercise over my town because of the possibly, possibly because of the UFO presence. Uh, it goes on and on and on. Um, and you just don't know where it's leading to or what information that they're giving to whom you see these people behind the UFOs. Right? It's, it's a way of, I'm sure that they are attempting to establish communication and open diplomatic channels with, with, us, with, with more than one government, with either the 
US or the UK government. I think the UK government, the US, you see, is already in contact with them, uh, but at levels that are, um, I think, at levels that are highly compartmentalised in terms of security, because with this UFO thing, as you appreciate, you've probably got uh, compartmentalised secrecy where somebody somewhere uh, can be in the same room as somebody else, but none of them know correctly what projects they're working on. I'm sure you understand that. Yeah, yeah. I do understand that. It's called red tape upon red tape. It is, mate. Yeah, no, it certainly is. But, I mean, if you've got any more questions for me, um, fire away, because I'm not sure, you know, where I'm going with my narrative and your, and your listeners. What, what is it you'd like to know from me? Well, I, 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 when I read your um, thing, you said that you don't mind debunking some of the things that you know are not real UFOs. Sorry, I don't mind... Debunking things that you know are not real UFOs. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, we've got to, we've got to make sure that if anything goes up uh, and we declare it as a UFO, it's been analysed, it's been looked at. Uh, a couple of things have gone up where there've been aircraft and we made a mistake, or even a satellite. But we know that factors, for example, they're low level. They're not making any sound. They're not on any approach corridor. They don't have the civil aviation kind of strobe sequence. Uh, they're colourless. They'll suddenly. I mean, for example, I don't know of any aircraft that can appear for 30 seconds that's grey, triangular with three pink lights underneath it. Um, I don't know of any aircraft, for example, that can come in at speed and do a 360-degree rotation uh, you know, and fly off again. I don't know of any aircraft that can pass each other, which they do. They can actually pass each other at the, the speed. Uh, noiseless, we're not making a sound and all that kind of thing and then there's the associated kind of visual phenomena that goes with them, you know, in the dream state and all that kind of thing with contact with them where you're making, where you're actually speaking to them. You'll never get over what they look like, what these people behind the UFOs look like, you'll never get over it, uh, I've never got over it really and, and it kind of like you know, when they're looking at you and revealing who they are, it's a lot to deal with, you're just, you're just shocked because you're living in a paradigm that teaches you that this stuff doesn't exist. Um, and any kind of like you get used to it after a while. You start getting used to it and you start adjusting to, to what is going on around you, you know. Um, and that's the lot, really, of a contact experiencer. Um, and my name, my name is in lights in some way, but my name isn't, I've not got a book to plug at the moment. I'll be writing a book because I want to just tell my story. Um, I certainly don't do it for the money, uh, but I do it because I'm driven to try and inform people and try and get to the bottom of, of what happened to me. That's very important. I think that's a very important thing to do because I think you've got to come from a passionate side because, as you say, you've been through it. You know the truth. And that's important for you to, to say that. Leaders are being lied to. In fact, I think world leaders are absolutely scared of the public finding out the truth. I think that during the time of Eisenhower, and I've said this publicly, in simple terms, you know, with UFO disclosure, you've got this adversity going on. You've got Steve Bassett, somebody called Steve Bassett, Dr. Stephen Greer. You've even got, um, who took the bull step today, actually, um, Tom DeLong's team, uh, Hal Putoff. I think, I can't know the files online, but it's a Russian file, a Russian 
document about them, about the Russians researching UFOs. By um, strange coincidence, I had to closely study remote viewing and the world of psychic spying. Um, with, and I was in contact with a guy called Joseph McMonigle, who was the UFO, who was kind of like America's number one kind of psychic spy. He got a medal for doing it. Um, their technique is very precise. It's a subliminal processing technique that they use. It's fascinating. Um, and he was telling me that he had a counterpart in Russia um, called Alexis Savin, who ran this psychic spy unit in the KGB. He was, uh, and from what Alexis Savin was saying, his unit uh, did remote viewing on UFOs and aliens and contacted them. Uh, and they got information which was not of a military nature, but of a medical nature, but they haven't disclosed it. And so I wrote to them to ask if they would. And I got this reply from them, which was quite quite curious, which more or less said, open your heart to them. Open your heart to them and they will speak to you, is what they said. Well, I have opened my heart to them. And my God, uh, it's real. They're there. Uh, it's being kept quiet. Uh, but he was he was quite happy to tell the Russian media about all this, was Alexis Savin, about what his unit did. And the, and the, the Russian media, they've not got halos around their heads. Uh, Russia, not, not a halo around its head, but the Russian media just sucked this up, just kind of like thought it fascinating, didn't ridicule it. Could you imagine one of our generals going yeah, on telly and talking about us in the same way? Did Buzz Aldrin come out about UFOs? Sorry, say again. Didn't Buzz Aldrin come out about UFOs? Yeah, well, yeah, Buzz Aldrin have come out about UFOs. Um, all the American astronauts have come out about UFOs. Um, and the Russian astronauts as well. I mean, the Russians, you see, the Russian astronauts, they came out with something that they called space whispering, where they were saying that they were up in space and they were being whispered at by mysterious voices who told them that they weren't welcome out in space, that they didn't want them out in space, get back on Earth. They're not welcome out here, and it had a it had a quite a psychological effect on the cosmonauts. Um, there's other incidences as well with the Russians with underwater UFO incidents where some divers were going in under a lake and came across some underwater beings. So the story goes, and these military design, divers decided to attack them, and it is said that they were hit by this uh, invisible force, this invisible force that came that, that propelled them back. Uh, upwards out of the lake some of the divers got the bends and some of them were critically injured because of it um, so you know you, you've got it's a strange world and some of these UFOs and the phenomena about it are maritime some of them are marine UFOs as if like the movie The Abyss that's real uh, some of the civilizations out there do exist that are like that you know um, so it, it makes a fascinating mix but the, the remote viewing stuff I highly recommend and Russia ran this psychic spy unit called Troop 10,003. It's interesting to note that these guys who participated in the psychic spy programs of the Cold War ended up having becoming very deeply spiritual people uh, because of what they'd seen and what they'd come across. But there is a link um, between UFOs and they think of God, don't they? Because there's a lot of, um, I think there's an Egyptian, I'm not too sure, I could be wrong, but I think there's an Egyptian hieroglyphic somewhere that shows like a, a huge being coming down and they look all small. 
Yes. Yeah. 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 That, 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 that's the. That's the. I mean, there's, there's, the, there's the, the school of thinking that we came from Mars. There's another school of thinking that we came from Lemuria. Um, the truth really is, is, is in a fog. Uh, even contact experiences are not being told the full picture. You've got contact experiences in Sweden, for example, um, are not being told the full picture. Contact experiences like myself, not being told the full picture by the UFOs as to what's going on. Um, but there again, you see, if you're told the full picture, you could be targeted, which people are targeted. Uh, and, and so it's best sometimes that you don't know too much um, because you just don't know. When, you, when you're talking about all this, you've, you've no idea what eggshells you're treading on. Um, and there's this unwritten law that, that if you have a liaison with them, you're going to be watched, you're going to be monitored. It's of defense interest. It's of whatever interest it is. In the grand scheme of things, it's a spiritual thing. You know, it's a very sacred um, spiritual connection with contact with the UFOs and the occupants. Some of them are very spiritual people. Um, others are not. So it's like an alien cold war going on behind the scenes, really. It's strange to say that because I think there's some people, I mean, you probably heard this theory, so please excuse me if you've heard this before, about that Hollywood has slowly been introducing us to the fact that aliens do exist through films like Close Encounters and many yes. more like that kind of vein. Yeah. Yes, indeed. But the thing is, a lot of the time with Hollywood, the UFO stuff is fear-based. A lot of the time with Hollywood, you know, it's fear-based. They're invading us. Uh, They're hostile. Um, In some cases, the UFOs are actually warning us. Because because one of the flaws with humanity is it's technology-based. And when technology is geared up for smartphones, me, self-indulgence, orientated to, to find financial systems, orientated to um, military, orientated to that, you know, that, it's orientated in the wrong direction. For example, we could have all this technology, but we might not be able to save our planet. And surely the technology should be concentrating on saving our planet and getting all that sorted out. But it appears that that, that, that doesn't appear to be happening in the way that it should be. Uh, and that's of concern. So these these UFOs that fly over, they, they're kind of like warning of something. Um, and it's trying to get to the bottom of that, um, of that warning, really, and what it means. And why they don't just turn up at an airfield somewhere, like an Air Force place somewhere, and walk out and say, hello, it's us, this is what's going on, blah, blah, I've no idea. Well, I have a rough idea. It's probably because you've got the situation going on regarding UFO disclosure, where the only thing you're getting regarding UFO disclosure is a wire fence saying trespasses will be shot. The area, you know, these, yeah. these, these facilities. Yeah, it's the old classic Star Trek ones. You really heard the song? Stop, you don't remember Star Trek when uh, Captain Kirk took fire at will? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, you, you, yeah, indeed. And so, what you've got is kind of like a scenario where, um, you know, you, you've got this scenario. I think where Eisenhower, I interviewed his granddaughter many years ago. Um, she was saying that Eisenhower became ill because he, he knew the truth of what was going on. And what you've got really, you could describe it if you used Occam's razor on it. You could describe UFO disclosure as some aliens turning up on somebody's doorstep. 
and persuading them to buy a used UFO. And, they, uh, and then at the same time, these they say, you can have it for free, uh, but just don't look at what we're doing. Just um, look the other way. You can have this magical toy for free, but just look the other way at what we're up to. And I think, that, you know, the, the price has been paid ever since. That kind of area that I'm talking about is highly dangerous one, uh, because it is, it is a, it's roughly correct. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that the UFO disclosure uh, isn't happening because it's controlled. And when you have the, the, the kind of like Operation Paperclip scenario going on and still embedded, um, that's when that's where the secrecy lockdown arises. So you could be the highest person in the military in Britain and you would still not be entitled to know about the UFO phenomena. You could be the president and you wouldn't be entitled to know about the Do UFO phenomena. Behind the Illuminati, as they call it. The Illuminati. Yeah, I know. I know it's a theory, but it's it's possible. Thing, the thing is with it, it's quite interesting, is this, there was an incident, um, there was an incident in New Zealand with a guy called Alec Newell who wrote a book called Coevolution. Um, basically what it was, he was travelling down the road to Auckland, he went missing for 10 days and was replaced 10 days later, replaced about 20 miles from where he should be. It says in his book that he met um, what appeared to be ghosts coming towards him, he thought he was dead, they weren't ghosts, they were actually ETs from another dimension. Uh, his book's fascinating. What is even more amazing is that he indicated that some people from the Australian Defence Research Organisation and the Royal Institute of International Affairs possibly, we're not sure Alex says, uh, or rather I possibly, this is what Alex writing, I'm not sure, but this is what he's saying, turned up on his doorstep wanting to know about his car and they wanted to confiscate his car because his car had been subjected to high electrical voltage and they wanted to take it. He refused. Um, but what is interesting also, he got thrown in clink because of all, he had all kinds of problems. What is interesting is that these aliens said to him that the Earth is kind of like ruled by a form of life that is quite dark, but it should be respected. Um, and that is correct. Human affairs are controlled by what you've just said, like the, the Illuminati, that kind of hierarchy. It's an ancient thing. It's an esoteric thing. Um, you, you, you need to tiptoe around something like that with respect uh, because it's powerful. Uh, you know, so yes, there is that as well. So you add that component to it and humanity's got its workers out in trying to find its way um, in the grand scheme of things. You could, you could actually class it in the biblical sense as the fall of man, the fall of angels. You, you could really actually, there's a lot to be said in the biblical terms for, for all that kind of thing, uh, the fall of man and, and that type of thing, there's a lot to be said for it. I, after all that went, happened to me, I recently lost my mother about four months ago. I'd been through a hell of a time uh, and I turned to the Christian faith um, and I actually discovered a guy called Chuck Misler who uh, is an incredible American preacher uh, who talks about the UFO phenomenon and how it integrates into the Bible in his studies and lectures and he was a US defence contractor charge of a big corporation he doesn't say which one uh, but I highly recommend his work as well so as you have rightly said we can certainly see that there's some sort of cover up going on there's some sort of secret society issue going on and humanity
personality in general has got its um, has got its work cut out there, definitely. Do you think that we will go into the galaxy eventually ourselves? I think yes, got, we, we use I think we use Mar the moon as a base. I seriously believe we yeah. live on the moon. I really believe yes. that. I uh, think we'll go planet hopping until we advance yes. technology. Yes, right. Yes, yeah. No, I, I certainly think that. I think I don't know whether we'll make it beyond the Milky Way. Um, I don't know whether we'll develop that technology. I think we'll definitely colonise Mars. Uh, I think we'll definitely leave the Earth and go out elsewhere. Uh, that is for sure. And we will come across the UFO phenomena, and we will probably come across um, ETs that are more like us than alien. Um, and that's that's another thing as well. You see that that's, they keep quiet about the fact that the ETs are not like little green men. They look like us, um, and, and, and that's kind of like something that that is quite a shocker. That they, they're not like little green men at all. They look more like us, and we look like them, as Robert Dean would say. Um, and that's we're made in our image. We're made in their image. Sorry, say again. Perhaps we're made in their image. Yeah, well, yes, perhaps we're made in their image, or perhaps we're made in somebody else's image. Well, I think what is what is unique about humanity is the fact that we carry the signature of the supreme creator within us. We're very unique beings, um, and I think I think that that's, there's a uniqueness about us. Hence, all the goings on around humanity and why there's such an interest in us. Uh, and I think it's been oppressed uh, quite quite deliberately oppressed as well. Um, and that's what makes us unique beings and that's why we have these interactions because I think we're, we're very spiritually inclined as a race, you know, it's a very sacred thing. I have a, um, I have a strange yeah. theory that you might like, if you've heard it please excuse me. Now I think a lot of our things come from early man. I think we've underestimated early man's intelligence I still think we've got besides the DNA of early man, but some part of our brain is still with us from early man and that's what helps us with uh, paranormal and UFOs and stuff like that you only have to look matey don't you you only have to look at the pyramids of Egypt you only have to look at the Bosnian pyramids China China's academia the Chinese pyramids in China the academia of China it's widely accepted in their academia that uh, aliens came uh, and built these pyramids uh, the, the Zulu folklore would indicate that uh, ETs that were blonde and blue eyed had appeared in front of them they called them Wazuku you, you only have to look at the examples of for example what is rumoured to be pyramids in Ireland and what is rumoured to be pyramids in Scotland um to see the example, as you've rightly said, of mankind being more advanced uh, than what we are giving ourselves credit for. If you look at some of the Indian literature, you know, the uh, Bhagavad Gita uh, and the, the flying machines there, there are examples of flight being developed, examples of our civilization being a different civilization to what it is now. Uh, you're quite right, therefore. The evidence is there, I totally agree with you. Yes, indeed, sir. So. So I, I think it's important to mention that because I think we that... That annoys me how much we keep saying on the TV, well, only man was a bit of a idiot. All he went around was doing, all he thought about was killing me, having a fire, doing whatever man does, and that was it. But I think, no, how did, how did man invent fire? 
It could have been just from lightning. You know, when like when we you know, fire is the most important invention man has ever made or discovered. Indeed, but not only fire. For example, you have the um, the sonic lifting techniques of put, putting the pyramid stones in position, to which a guy in Czechoslovakia had solved, hadn't he? I've forgotten his name. Uh, and he would not tell the US government how he did it. If you look at his garden, forgotten the guy's name, it's like really Stonehenge in his garden. He's got these stones in certain positions because he worked out how they'd lifted the pyramids sonically, how he'd lifted the stones sonically. I believe you know, that, yes, I believe that, yes. Yeah. I can't, yeah, it's true. I mean, no, it's documented online. It's a yeah. Czechoslovakian guy, and I've forgotten his name, but he developed the sonic. He'd cracked how they'd done it with sonics. So what we're seeing is what is the theme of what you're talking about, which is um, mankind being more cleverer and not just evolving from uh, apes, which is the most ridiculous concept I've ever seen. It just, that is just, no, it, it just doesn't sit right with me either. I totally agree with you. Perhaps we devolved in a certain way. Sorry, say again. Perhaps we devolved in a certain way. Uh, oh yeah, oh, oh, oh yeah, the fall of man uh, and definitely uh, being controlled, um, yeah, as has happened, um, mind control is a very, very real issue, uh, having been on the receiving end of it, uh, being a contact experiencer, and quite a few as it have been, um, mind control is a, is a very real issue, uh, the occult, um, the occult necessary goings on in pop videos, for example, the symbolism behind it, uh, violence being projected onto our screens uh, all this I blame, has um, a background another thing I blame is political correctness I think that is a definite mind control the, the what sorry political correctness is a definite mind control Oh, political correctness. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got all the all the gender identity stuff, haven't you, going on at the moment and all, oh, the, all that kind oh. of thing happening. All, all part of a wider campaign to distract and possibly dumb down our unique cosmic link to a wider spirituality. Um, and it's clever how it's done as well. Um, oh, yes. There's a lot of divide and rule going on. That includes countries like Russia, China, America, all being manipulated played off uh, to conflict which hasn't happened yet and could happen uh, you know that kind of thing so humanity definitely has its work cut out to understand what's going on around it um, and what governments know might be quite unbelievable as well what they're not saying uh, might be quite unbelievable as well is there anything else you'd like to add before we come off here uh, Tony is there anything you'd oh. like to say to people or if they want to get oh, into no, no, uh, yes, well, you can uh, you can have a look at my YouTube channel. I'm, I'm redoing my website. You can have a look at my YouTube channel, which is Tony Ops UFO. You can uh, send me a, a friend request on Facebook. And my E4 program is out, I think, in, um, in the months ahead. So if people join me on Facebook, I can keep them all posted on that. Hopefully doing some more TV stuff coming my way about it. And uh, I really want to do a serious documentary about it all as well. Try and do that. But I think you've raised some valid points uh, I do I think you've raised some very valid points and very valid about mankind being more than what it is uh, I totally agree with you there it's been a pleasure old boy been a pleasure yeah, I, I hope I've, I've had you've enjoyed our discussion uh, I've enjoyed I I, I've enjoyed I do enjoy a good debate yes 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with a good debate where we're learning from each other. Yes. But when it comes to, I think when the presenter starts being the biggest cockerel in the yard, kind of towards oh, no, the guest, no, no, no. that just goes nowhere. No, I don't and believe in that. No, Ooh. you're not a sort of bloke. No. You know it does. I think it solves nothing, does it? But no, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you very much. My uh, theory in life is. We're born, we have the middle bit, and we don't all die. That makes us all equal. It's true. Absolutely true, pal. Absolutely true. Thank you for doing this for me, Tony. I, I will appreciate it. And what I'll do is when I do it, put it on my Anchor FM app one as well, that will go on yeah. to Spotify, and then I'll send you the Spotify link. Oh, thank you, if you will, because I've got a big following on Facebook and people like to listen to my material. So there's no problem at all there. Thank you very much, Tracy. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much again. All right, mate. Bye, 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 bye. bye, bye. bye, bye.